Welcome to Madison City Channel's Know Your Candidates, uh, co-sponsored by the League of Women Voters of Dane County. Um, I'm your interviewer, Barbara Arnold, and I would like to introduce Doug Hyant, uh, running for Alder from District 9. So Doug, as we, uh, as we begin, uh, please tell our viewers a bit about how your educational, vocational, and civic experience has prepared you for this position and why you decided to run for Alder. Sure. Well, thank you so much for uh, having me here, Barbara. Really appreciate it. Um, my educational, civic, and work experience, it's a, it's a broad range of things, but um, I think I'll start with your second part of the question. I'm, I'm running for Common Council because I really think the folks here in District 9, my neighbors, friends, the folks I'm meeting on the campaign trail, deserve an alder who's dedicated to bringing people together to find long-term solutions to the challenges that are going to be facing Madison. And whether that's tackling COVID-19, charting a course for our city's future, uh, dismantling systemic racism, or working to keep our city safe, um, I know that Madison works best when we work together. And I'm going to be an alder who can help make that a reality. Um, in terms of how my experience helps, well, right now I'm the chief of staff in the Wisconsin State Assembly to uh, State Representative Mark Spreitzer, who's Democrat from Beloit. And every day I work at the Capitol on behalf of Wisconsinites who are reaching out for help, navigating state systems, advocating for their communities, and, and trying to make the state a better place. And in my work, I've helped Democrats tackle statewide issues like the coronavirus, uh, gerrymandering, or healthcare, while at the same time, uh, balancing that out uh, and connecting with constituents, those services they need on the local level, helping them get to know state, local, and federal officials in their area who can help them uh, with what they need to get done. So especially now as we face a, a deadly pandemic, um, I think my background in legislative work, uh, my experience statewide working on campaigns across the state to help people uh, speak their mind in government really is what we need to bring people together to move forward together here in Madison. All right. Thank you, Doug. Um, as uh, now, what what issue or issues have you identified as being of particular primary concern to the residents of District Nine, and how would you approach tackling them? Sure, I apologize. My headphones decided now is a good time to cut out. But in terms of the top issues, if I got your question correct. I think the ones that I've identified and that I've had identified for me um, really kind of boil down so far, at least, into three different areas. Uh, the first and biggest one is communication. Uh, people want an alder that they can talk to, that they know is going to take the time to listen to their concerns, uh, and someone who's going to be responsive when they reach out. I've had too many conversations with neighbors who are frustrated because our current alder doesn't get back to them, or they feel like if they go to their alder with a concern, because they disagree, they're not going to be listened to. And that's unfortunate. I don't want that to be an experience that my neighbors have, and it's definitely not the way that I'll conduct business on the council. The second issue that uh, I've heard from folks about is COVID-19 recovery. I think people understand that we're all really excited and we want to get vaccines out to everyone who wants one. But that's going to take time. And even after that, we're going to need a council that's focused on the future. People who are thinking about the fact that COVID-19 may or may not be with us for years to come, but the economic impacts will. And finally, public safety. I think every single person in Madison deserves to feel safe, and we need to make sure that we're doing that. I support increasing uh, um, initiatives for public health access, uh, mental health access, like the CAHOOTS model that's being proposed. Uh, I also support the use of police body cameras because I really want to make sure that no matter who you are, 
our city is safe and equitable for you. And so I think those are the three big issues that I've heard from folks. Thank you. Uh, there will be an advisory referendum on the ballot in April about a number of modifications to the Common Council, including changing the number of members, making it full time, and changing the term of office. Which of the ideas being advanced do you embrace and why or why not? Sure, I think this is a really important topic. And I think um, as I think about how I'll be voting in that referendum, I think it's really important that we keep in mind the context of the times. Um, I have a little bit of a concern about reducing the number of council members, because I think what that means is that if you are in a district like ours, where you don't feel like you have someone who's your voice on the council, it just means that more people will have that experience. So I'm hesitant to do that. Similarly, I think in terms of going to full-time alders, my concern is not about the uh, the benefit or lack thereof about having full-time public servants, because as someone who works in the legislature, I know how valuable it can be to have someone who's elected to office who has the time to meet with every single constituent that reaches out that needs that personal touch. And so I don't think that's a bad thing, but I really am concerned that right now, when you're facing some of the budget shortfalls that are certainly coming down due to the coronavirus pandemic, that this may not be the right time to switch to a full-time council. And if we do make that choice, I think we really need to weigh the cost benefit there. And then finally, I mean, in terms of some of the other ideas that are out there, I actually, you know, thinking about the, uh, the, um, task force that was put together, the TFOGS report task force on governmental structure. Um, I actually think we should start with uh, the committee structure. I'd like to make sure that people are able to engage with the city committees and really meaningfully have an impact. Right now, it's a little too confusing. There are more than 90 boards, commissions, and committees here in the city. Our city website doesn't make it easy to go find out what those folks do or, or what they're talking about on a given day. And uh, I think that's really important. I'd like to simplify that structure, I'd like to find better ways for us to all engage with city politics and city going on. Um, because at the end of the day, if you don't understand what the city's talking about, um, you're not going to be able to have an informed and, uh, you know, heard opinion about those topics. So I'm, I'm lukewarm on a lot of things right now. I'd like to see how they work. And I'll be interested to see really what the folks here in Madison think is their priority for the council. Thank you, Doug. Uh, homelessness, evictions, and lack of affordable housing are vexing problems for Madison that seem to, be, seem to have been exacerbated in the time of COVID-19. What ideas would you advance or support to help solve these problems? I think that's a really important question. And I think it's really important that we acknowledge how serious an issue the COVID-19 pandemic has become for especially issues of uh, homes and, and whether or not someone has a home at night. Um, the fact of the matter is the COVID-19 pandemic has had a disparate impact and it's really hit the folks who need our support, support the most, the hardest. Um, you know, uh, in my time uh, out in Philadelphia, I worked with uh, the Homeless Advocacy Project as an intern there. And, and my time with uh, HAP was really eye-opening for me in terms of uh, how disparate uh, impacts can really, really be compounded by simple things that aren't any one person's fault. And certainly now, as I work in the Capitol and talk to constituents about COVID-19, it is more clear than ever that people who are already on a tightrope were really just knocked right over by the impacts of COVID-19. So what I'd like to do is I'd like to focus on the strategies that work. I'd like to make sure that our disadvantaged communities are able to build wealth. There have been some great initiatives around housing here in Madison that have shown promise. 
And, I, and as we're looking at future projects, I'd like to build on those rather than trying to revolutionize it by bringing in untested ideas. I'd like to focus our admittedly limited resources on programs that have already had promise here in Madison and that are supported by data that shows they truly do help people uh, get a house, stay in a house and begin home ownership, which doesn't just help them. It helps their family for generations to come. And I think that's critically important. Question number four, uh, with the selection of a new police chief and the creation of a community oversight board, there's a lot of attention focused on policing and criminal justice, both from the perspective of racial equity in law enforcement and the concern of many citizens that in fact crime, especially car thefts and home burglaries is increasing and that police response is inadequate. How would you deal with these major concerns, Doug? Yeah, I, like I said, public safety is the one of the top three things that I hear about when I talk to people here in the district. And I think as I think about public safety and how we need to deal with it, um, as I was mentioning at the beginning of things here, I'd like to see more initiatives that are driven by data. I support the use of body cameras on officers. I think that that helps all of us have a, a sight into what happens when incidents go poorly or uh, the worst happens and there is an abuse of force. I also really do support initiatives around mental health um, first response, like the CAHOOTS model that's been put forward. I mean, I think here in Madison, the biggest thing about public safety when you talk to people is people want to feel safe. They want to think of Madison as a safe city. That includes everyone, folks who are concerned about equity and systemic racism, all the way to folks who are concerned just about being able to stay in their house at night and feel like they are protected. So as I think about public safety, I think it's about calming things down as we have those conversations, bringing people together to the same table, focusing on the things that we agree about, and then figuring out how do we move forward together? Because that's really the only way this is going to work. And we need to make sure that every single person in our city feels heard, and feel safe. And until we get there, we still have work to do. And I, I don't know that we'll ever be perfect, but there are certainly ways that we can improve public safety right away here in Madison. Right. Madison businesses of all kinds have been severely stressed during the past year. What, if anything, would you propose to support business revitalization? Sure. Well, so I, as I've talked about, COVID-19 recovery is a huge focus of mine, and we have to ensure that businesses are aware of and supported when they apply for uh, federal and state and local COVID-19 relief programs. It's absolutely critical that we focus our assistance as well on those who are most impacted by the pandemic. And I think we have to look at the data and we can see that uh, minority-owned businesses and businesses from historically disadvantaged communities are being hit hardest by COVID-19. And they are also folks who have the hardest time getting assistance normally. So we need to make sure our staff and resources are dedicated to helping businesses open and reopen more efficiently and effectively. We need to move out of the way of those folks and help them do what they need to do so that our economic drivers can get back to work. And you know, I really think that that's a critical part of our COVID-19 recovery because when our employers are helped, their employees have a place to go to work. And uh, again, from personal experience, I've talked to a lot of people who are really concerned because they're struggling with unemployment and the systems on the state level that are problematic to say the least. So the more that we can do here locally, the better. Thank you, Doug. Um, what measures should Madison take to increase our city's 
environmental sustainability? Well, this is another crisis that's looming on the horizon and already here. Uh, with the flooding a few years ago, we've seen what uh, Mother Nature can do when we're not ready for it. And as someone who, uh, you know, lived close to the flooding and has since then, uh, you know, sort of seen some of the efforts that have been done to uh, uh, tackle flooding abatement, um, I'm really uh, motivated by those those issues. I think they're really important for us to, to really think about and be strategic on as a city because, Madison, as was just recently featured on CBS, is a place that a lot of people are looking at as a sort of climate refuge. Uh, but the fact of the matter is we've got lakes here that we need to take care of, and we need to make sure that our, our water table doesn't, doesn't get uh, accidentally overrun or ruined by the efforts that we've done to sort of handle new folks coming here to Madison. So in terms of specific initiatives, what I'd really like to see is I'd like to continue some of the stuff that has worked here in Madison. I appreciate the mayor's efforts specifically on climate resilience. I think that's critically important. I'd like to continue some of the watershed, watershed studies uh, that have been going on out here actually in the district and work with folks on that. So I think as we're going here, those are my focuses and I'm seeing we're, we're needing to wrap up. So we'll go from there. <laughs> okay. And so we'd like to move to a concluding statement. And what would you like to say, Doug, uh, to the viewing audience as we complete this interview? Sure. Well, first, thank you so much to everyone who's tuning in. Thank you, Barbara, to making this uh, a fun and easy interview here as we're talking through things. Thank you to the League of Women Voters and Madison City Channel. Uh, again, my name is Doug Hyatt. I'm running here in District 9 in the February 16th primary. Uh, I'm running because I really do believe we need a new alder and a new voice dedicated to bringing people together. I think we've talked a lot about many of the key issues that are facing our district, but fundamental to all of them is the fact that we need an alder who's ready willing and proactively able to communicate with constituents about the issues that are happening in front of the city council and is willing to take back our feedback as constituents and folks who live here in Madison to the council. If we don't have that, our voices aren't heard. And I am dedicated to being the kind of alder who will search out new opinions and new ideas and communicate to folks what's happening so that we all can be involved in our awesome city here in Madison. So I'm Doug Hyatt and I would appreciate your vote on February 16th. So I want to thank, I want to thank Doug Hyant uh, for speaking with us and the viewing audience for taking the time to know your candidates. As with every election, please vote. The spring primary is Tuesday, February 16th, and the general election, April 6th. On behalf of Madison City Channel and the League of Women Voters of Dane County, I thank you for joining us.